Here's a trick to remember how to spell satellite. Nair a double T to L's yonder B. That is one of many hilarious tweets by my favorite comedian, Mary Kobayashi, at Mary Coco on Twitter, that's M-A-R-Y-K-O-C-O. She is our special guest on today's podcast, talking about 2011's Young Adult. But before we get into it, I want to thank you for checking out the podcast. I hope you can join us in conversation for our next two movies. We've got a Coen Bros double feature. Their first film, Blood Simple, due April 16th at noon. And their third film, Miller's Crossing, due April 17th at noon. Please send any thoughts you have on those movies to projectorfuel at gmail.com. We'll read your comment on the show, and maybe we can learn a little bit from each other. All right, let's get started. Adam, ask Mary how she's doing. Hi, Mary. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. Um, So you picked Young Adult for the movie to watch. Why was that? It's one of my very favorite movies. It's uh, Diablo Cody, but I think it's way better than Juno. And I actually think it's not quarantine themed, but it is like for me, the perfect quarantine movie to make you feel better about yourself. (laughs) Did you kind of feel like that too? Yeah, I certainly (laughs) felt like a better person afterwards. That's that's exactly what I was. Yeah. Like she's so already isolated and unproductive piece of shit. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I feel you. Why do we relate to this character? I mean, she's pretty awful. I love this character so much. Well, I love like a lot of the characters in the movie, but usually you've got like the villains who are just doing shit that you would never do mm-hmm. or uh, realistic characters, quote, mm-hmm. who even, you know, in their moment of weakness, when no one's looking, they still do the right thing. And like Charlize Theron's character in this movie is, I think, like so realistic, actually dimensional. And she's, you know, like she's got all of my flaws, but worse. Okay. I think think i just i love it i love it so much um so is this like part of a trilogy with uh, juno and tully i haven't seen tully yet but it has nothing okay. to do with juno they're all directed by Reitman, written by cody and they're also all about uh women at certain points in their life sort of coming of age at that moment in time yeah i can see that a little bit yeah but you say this one is way better than juno i think it is for me personally it's just way more realistic i don't know it's weirdly helpful for me to watch. Are you a big uh, Diet Coke fan? What, her breakfast? I mean, I can definitely relate to someone who drinks Diet Coke for breakfast okay. and just is, you know, just healthy enough to uh, maintain the illusion of health. I think that's just like a hungover thing. Another deeply relatable aspect to me. I relate to the thing of like when things are going bad for her, instead of um, making them better, she uh, drinks more, making them way more worse just like handling things in just the worst possible way she never like we never see her have that like cheesy aha moment because like when she does start to change she still has like that physical evidence of like shame like her fucked up car you know and it's like that's just so perfect because when people start to change like it's like yes you're still gonna have baggage and you're still gonna have a fucked up car but that doesn't mean that you can't begin to go in a better direction that's just what i love about this movie so much it seemed to me at the end that she was on the verge of like realization but uh then she talks to uh, Matt's sister and Matt's <laughs> sister sort of like grounds her and keeps her down there. And so I think at the end, you know, she's willing to put her, her her past life behind her, but I don't think that she's become a better person. Right. She's doing it for the wrong reasons, kind of. I like a- I like that too about it is that she she barely changes, but like usually not in a movie way, because usually in movies, everything gets fixed at once. Right. And with her, it's like, all right, I'm going to stop being 
psycho and abandon this road trip I took just to avoid doing my actual job. So you can relate to this character. Have you been in a situation uh, going back to the small town, reclaim a married man? You know, I did grow up in a small town in Montana, uh, Missoula, actually. And no, I never tried to reclaim an ex from any any distance. But the kind of like foolishness of what she does and like just, you know, listening to that song over and over again, just like Mm -hmm. hanging on to this feeling instead of just like finishing a paragraph of her book Mm -hmm. like that that I have done. There's some movie magic in there when uh, she's watching her uh, ex's wife play and they play that song that she's been listening to on oh repeat. Oh my god, brutal, that, yeah. That was cool, I loved that. I- Devastating. I mean, there's she's an Oscar winner, right? Charlie's Theron, at least nominated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a reason for that. I mean, I could just feel her pain. Like, she's this beautiful, glamorous woman woman with like you know a seemingly cool life and then this like very simple and by the way the beth character is very fascinating to me but this Mm -hmm. you know this other character has what she thought what she thought she could get which is just like you know simple happiness and she like nearly has a breakdown in that moment delicious uh why do you find the beth character interesting every time i watch this movie i i find her more interesting like at first i was like oh what an idiot but she never gets mad at her and i've kind of tried to figure out why like she never gets mad at her for trying to steal her husband when she just had a baby and you just don't know if she's so confident in her marriage or if this is like the most exciting thing that's ever happened to her (laughs) in her life and she kind of loves it or something i don't know what did you think of that character yeah she was really cool with everything and i think well (laughs) do you think that she knows about the kiss i think that she might know about the kiss and when people do things like he probably phrased it however he phrased it said that's why i don't want to invite her to uh whatever because she kissed me and for some reason that still wanted to include her in the baby naming ceremony you know we don't get the reveal that uh, it was her idea until later but I, yeah. I couldn't figure out what's that character's name uh, see he, he's so unmemorable and like <laughs> i don't even i don't even know buddy yeah. buddy's his name I, I couldn't understand what buddy wanted because he does kiss her i don't know what he wants did he want to be with her again or what that's funny i didn't clock the kiss as hard i made my cousin rachel and roommate wheezy rosh it with me last night again and they kind of both mentioned the kiss after and i never really clocked the kiss because in my mind it it's like he was a wasted guy with like a 94 iq or whatever like <laughs> he's he's gonna kiss her he's a simple creature for some reason that was like never worth note because his character like she's the whole time she's trying to like pretend like he's not as dumb as he is like to herself you know like when he says just like the stupidest shit she's just kind of like yeah (laughs) like because she's so desperate for that feeling again of who she used to be do you think uh, that actor Patrick you think that actor is cute I think uh, I think he's a pretty handsome guy he's a pretty handsome guy but his character in the movie is not attractive which is fascinating because you can see why they would be high school sweethearts but her character is so much interesting his his wife's character is so much more interesting he's just kind of this dude you know who's like pretty <laughs> oblivious like he doesn't even really get that she's hitting on him until they actually kiss it's that kind of like denseness is what i was saying i find interesting about uh men like oh well here i am now yeah i didn't understand why he would agree to uh, talk to her alone at that event all right well that leads me to my next question who would you marry from the movie yeah 
No one. No um, one. Let, let me think about that. Wait. Yeah. Probably Beth. Oh, no. Her her friend at the beginning, who is super judgmental of her, <laughs> that chick was cool. Yeah, that's a toughie. But you know what? Beth, she's a musician. She's a good mom. Mm-hmm. A happy person who tries to give others the benefit of the doubt. She seems like husband material to me. I'll agree with um, that. I was uh, I was on the fence. So you are in a band mm-hmm. still, right? Is uh, And it has Actually, one of the best no, names. I'm not right now. I usually, I usually am, but I am in between bands atm okay um i don't think that'll change anytime soon because i had a practice space but the quarantine made it not so anymore it wasn't really uh, viable to keep so i probably won't have a band for a little bit did you name your last band um bad in bed was not my last band but i did i don't remember if my guitarist gary or me i forget who came up with it but it was the only name that we could all kind of agree on and jeremy the drummer and my friend didn't really like it but he at least wasn't he didn't veto it so we were like all right that's the name yeah because i love uh, i love that name and i wear that shirt all the time you do you have a yeah. shirt yeah. <laughs> that's awesome thank you thank you um, for wearing the shirt do people yeah. react well to it when you wear it on a first date yeah people think it's pretty funny <laughs> never anything negative and i have it on my dating profile too so i think <laughs> i think that shows confidence it's um, like, obviously i'm not or i wouldn't be wearing the shirt or it's true you know and, and so as a person who has a history of of uh, being in bands with good band names, what do you think about uh, nipple confusion? It's pretty good. It's too many syllables for my liking, but very very thought-provoking for a band full of uh, mothers and it's an eye-catching name for sure so mm-hmm. you're on the poster you're not you're not just going to walk by right and they're probably not trying to get very big anyway so good name <laughs> yeah. all right so what do you think of matt as a character pat oswald's character is very interesting he's made the most of his situation even living in the town that he does and he has all these cool hobbies that are really specific to him which is like hilarious because she just blatantly overlooks those and she's like you don't do anything with your life when really she's the one who doesn't do anything with her life even though she has a career yeah i i really really like his character yeah i really like that they uh, they grow close to each other but i think it just feels like even even at the end when she sleeps with him that she's using him the entire time the whole movie i think that's probably a fair assessment of what's going on in her head but i don't think she is because he's funny they you know they're both intelligent and honest I think they're actually friends. That's funny. Uh, my cousin was saying, I'm disappointed that he slept with her because she's actually too good for him. Mm. But I kind of took that as like, she got really vulnerable with him, a rare thing for her. And they had an actual intimate night, like not just not just a Band-Aid, but like an actual experience. It also would have been fine if he didn't sleep with her. But like what preceded that was just like one of the most memorable movie moments, I think. Like when she's just so ashamed and she's fucked up so bad and she says the words, hide me to him. I was like gutted. So relatable. It's so good. Really good. But in my mind, I was I was just worried that she was there because uh, that was all that she could get at the time. That she just wanted somebody to like her mm-hmm. at that moment, and she knew that he would. I disagree. He's pretty critical of her the whole time they know each other, <laughs> mm-hmm. like calling her crazy and yeah, which I love. Constantly. That's great. It's, it's so good. So she could definitely go to a bar and like hook up with a hotter guy if she needed, you know, to just like forget about her night right. or her day. But I think she really uh, needed to connect with someone who had been honest with her, who she had also been honest with. I think it was a pretty, pretty good scene. I don't know. I was right. I was down with a hookup. I think, uh, yeah, you convinced me here. But it, it's oh, interesting that that's uh, the last that we see of Matt. He's out of the movie after that. It's so fucking good that way. Mm. I kind of like that uh, she and Matt, that we don't know what happened to them, because if she said anything to him, 
him the next day, it would have felt like charity to me. They both know what happened. They both know that they're not going to get into a relationship or a long distance relationship. I kind of, I kind of like that she wasn't like, so are we cool? Are you okay? You know, it was just like, I thought it was like the most respectful thing that we didn't see her pat him on the back or anything. Yeah. Okay. Adam, I, I just want you to agree with all my views about this movie. Yeah. It's, it's working. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Matt's sister is a big weirdo, right? She's totally just <laughs> a bad person. A true nerd. Yes. Okay. Actually, that's a good point. But before we get into it, um, I mean, we all know these kinds of people, I guess, right from high school. But uh, oh, totally. Like the nurse with fun scrubs, you know, who yeah. wears her hair in a messy bun every day. Like she's just also such a believable character. And the final pep talk she gives her when she's like, "Fuck this place. It doesn't matter what happens to people." Like it is pretty cold and you know shallow. You thought it, you know, was making her revert back to the popular girl she used to be. But I also kind of thought it was kind of beautiful. It was like it shouldn't matter to you what these people think about you or what they do you know in any case i mean that was that was honestly for me the darkest moment in the movie <laughs> what do you mean by it's because she sits down you know and uh and mavis is at her most vulnerable and she's on the verge of changing she's she's crying and you could see it in her eyes and here's this other woman who hasn't grown at all either but she's almost the polar opposite of uh of mavis mm -hmm. and so she's she's gets this opportunity to finally talk to mavis and she says everything that she thinks mavis wants to hear and it's all wrong and it's bad and i love it because mavis isn't going to grow anymore like she'll she'll change you know she's going to put everything behind her but i think i don't know I, I don't see her coming out as a better person now that's fucking hilarious i think it's kind of funny i i just noticed that she is like a healer whatever she is a nurse i'm not sure exactly what her job mm. is but she's wearing her like work uniform and i think she had the instincts to do exactly what she did which was like you need to forget about this whole experience and leave it in the past to move forward you know regardless of how you do it just do it so that's that's funny that you thought it was the i thought there were a lot of other dark moments than that what would <laughs> you uh, say is the darkest moment for you her uh like denial is so uncomfortable it's it's not over those movies meet the fockers uncomfortable where it's kind of like <laughs> discomfort porn it, it's like just uncomfortable enough to keep you really engaged how much in denial mavis is that buddy first of all doesn't know that she's hitting on him and doesn't want anything to do with her now right. you know she suggests they meet up at eight he's like oh well how about six at like a total sports bar and she shows up wearing like this nice black dress and he invites Pat and oswald to sit down for a round like all of those moments were just so depressing and then she ke keeps doubling down and trying to make it happen that is just so hard to watch it's so entertaining too mm -hmm. and i think a perfect climax at the uh, the naming ceremony when everyone's just watching her fall apart and she can't mm -hmm. get it through her head that she's the enemy she's the problem and yeah. it's broad daylight and she's the only one wasted yeah anyway going back to the the nerds in their house uh how do you feel about the the nerd archetype in films and whatnot the guy who's like like, oh, it's actually Star Wars, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's a little roll my eyes a little bit. I think his was kind of good because she accused him of being a perv and he was already like very, very much prepared for that accusation. I think they did a pretty good job. What did you think? I think so too. I mean, he uh, he was very self-aware, which I think made yeah. it more enjoyable, unlike his sister who was completely delusional. But I think, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm a nerd myself and there's never sure. like a, a middle ground where I would identify with, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I like, 
I love the Star Wars movies, right? But I would never put a poster on my wall. That's a good point. Yeah. Nerds are very misrepresented in movies. Absolutely. No more of this Big Bang Theory stuff. Yeah. Or nerds saying, actually, it's Star Trek. No one no one actually says that, right? Yeah. I mean, you did before we started recording the podcast. And... Um, I'll edit that out. But you're right. I was wrong. All right, Mary, I want to ask you some of your favorite movies to get a flavor of uh, your tastes. That's a tough one. I like any good horror film. Get Out is mm-hmm. fantastic. Gattaca is an, a 90s, I think, sci-fi that yeah. I really come back to once in a while. You know, it varies. I watch a lot of trash, honestly. Like, I watch a lot of, like, bad romantic comedies and, like, bad movies just to, you know, have something to watch. So <laughs> I'm not a big movie buff. But yeah, mm-hmm. Young Adult is definitely one of my favorites. I like action movies, for sure. You like uh... Anything starring any sign Scientologist is something I would watch. Princess Mononoke is one of my favorite films. Anything with like just a militant environmental message. You watch Princess Mononoke subbed or dubbed? Both, mostly subbed. Okay. Dubbed is a little annoying. It has Billy Bob Thornton and Claire Danes. I would definitely watch that dubbed. Sorry, I was thinking of something else. Anime in general. Anime in general subtitle I think is better, but that one is a very solid cast for dubbed. It's just a bunch of like amazing A-list American actors for whatever reason. Miyazaki for some reason attracts those kinds of people. Like I know Howl is played by uh, Christian Bale in Howl's Moving Castle. I did not know that. That is so fucking weird. Do you have a movie that makes you cry? I think Interstellar might have been one of them. Are you, uh, is it the scene where he's watching uh, the tapes? (laughs) Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Like any, like any movie can make me cry this month. That's the thing. I'm doing a lot more crying in quarantine. Like it Uh used to be maybe once a month, maybe Uh once every two months. And now it's like, it's been eight hours. Get this over with. But yeah, any movie or commercial can make me cry right now. Okay. That's healthy, right? That's good. It's pretty cool. Yeah. How How was your quarantine? experience uh i don't know about if there's anything that's weird that's happened but i miss people in what's general. your cat's name uh banana that's a great name right yours My is noodles right is noodles that's right <laughs> how old is noodles food food items how old is she i don't know she's not technically mine so i think she's probably like eight maybe how old is banana how ripe is banana banana is eight right now eight years ripe so yeah. they're about the same age um having a cat helps they're probably having a great time having us around all the time <laughs> they're having a fantastic time and it's worth and it they're just like for this is normal what's wrong with you it's normal <laughs> to be inside always yeah is, is noodles clingy at all it's funny she was before um everyone had to be home all the time and now she's like all right i've had enough so now she, she's just doing her own thing but yeah you know like she always wants to be in the same room as everyone usually which is adorable because i find that uh, yeah she every time you know she's always around me right now but every time that i leave like to go on a bike ride she'll uh meow at the door until i get back that's so cute yeah i feel bad for her you know every time it's like you're leaving forever yeah because i I went to japan a couple months ago and she must have just thought that i was dead because i I wasn't around right i mean what do cats know they're stupid yeah but they can't even speak english um, which part of Japan did you visit? I was in Tokyo, Kyoto, Osaka, and Sendai was as north as I got. Oh, wow. My mom was born in Osaka. All okay. those places are amazing. I'm very yeah. jealous of you. Do you go to Japan often? I used to. Haven't been in five years, though. So, okay. Did you have the time of your life? Yeah, it was actually my second time going there. I, I love... I would move to Tokyo, I think, if I could. That's it's strange to say, but I would move anywhere in Japan if I could, even though I'm not really fluent anymore. And culturally, I'm sure it would be a shock. But every time, I'm, it's just like this overwhelming feeling of Japan-ness, Japanity. Mm-hmm. 
I right. think is the technical term. Right. I'm just like, I could really live here. Do you like uh, Do you like going to the onsen? The hot springs? Yes. Yeah. Love that. And thankfully, I don't have any tattoos, so I'm allowed. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. Know? It's an old Yakuza, uh, what's the word for an rule antiquated do you get the milk afterwards what's that the so like at every onsen that i've gone to they have a milk vending machine right outside and so <laughs> my friends and i yeah we down a whole thing of milk right after it's great it's because you're warm on the outside but cold on the inside what are you talking about really i thought that was like a common thing to get milk after the onsen maybe maybe it is the only ones i've i've been to definitely didn't have a at a vending machine anywhere close so that's hilarious that well, next sounds time, good, though. be on the lookout all right any I last really use some milk oh thank god there's a milk vending machine right here yeah because you're all sweaty and warm and clean from the onsen so that's what what else out. would you want just get some cholesterol in there yeah you, you don't like milk i love milk i love okay. japanese milk too there you go perfect so... but now that you've told me that i'm never going to a hot springs again what why i i think you know why just kidding uh... <laughs> just joking <laughs> all right i'll listen to that one back and see if i can figure out what was going on <laughs> nothing going on um do you have any last thoughts about the movie i know we kind of uh, trying to... my only last thought about the movie which i i think i probably already said is just i love that instead of like a climax to major change we just have to kind of like give her the benefit of the doubt that this was a learning experience and that uh she's gonna drive her shitty car home and finally finish her book maybe and uh not sleep with some random dude on the first date whose face we never even see that was hilarious that we never see his face uh and then she leaves him in her apartment i love that she has nothing that she values enough in her whole apartment to leave a stranger there yeah i've also I, I noticed too that uh there's only one moment where she's actually watching television every other time she's like passed out in front of the television don't you find that so realistic too actually i think the moment that i connected with most was uh when she first opens that word document and starts typing and then immediately <laughs> gets off of it my favorite <laughs> speaking of her typing there are so many good typing moments in the movie is when she goes to that like stupid lame sports bar and she's surrounded by a bunch of strangers she will never see again and she takes out her phone and pretends like she's texting yeah. who are you trying to impress i love it so this much my last thought will be uh i like that ken taco hut became an evolving symbol in the movie like that was that was a pretty big part of the movie we can we can see her emotions reflected in ken taco hut how do you mean it's foreign to her when she first arrived it's this weird conglomerate mm -hmm. uh and then i forgot why she was talking about it with that but she's trying to make conversation you know so she'll think of anything but then I think near the end, when she's at one of her darkest moments, she goes into the Kentaco hut. She gets something from each one of those restaurants, eating her feelings. I did notice that. You're you're absolutely right. That's hilarious. It's like, you know what? Let's just deal with all of our issues at the same time. Right. And that that's good writing. I love that. It is good writing because she kind of sneers at it the first time she drives by. Like, I would never go into there. And then and then it's like kind of like a cathartic experience. Like, fuck it. I'm going to get everything from there. Would you eat there? Oh, yeah. Of course. Okay. The, the funny thing is, like, when you said she got everything from every restaurant, I thought that that was just one order. Like, just one dinner from one of those places so that tells you how much i relate oh. to this character um well mary you know before i let you go i know we talked about it a little bit but uh, officially how are you doing with the quarantine oh officially pretty bad like pre pretty badly I'm very unproductive. I literally woke up at four the other day. Okay. I don't know the last time that's happened. But, you know, the silver lining is like I've finished some projects that I haven't touched in years. Like I put up, I basically made like a makeshift recording studio in my room for violin. Mm. And that's fun. 
I'm going to be recording some violin arrangements of songs I like, something I Ooh. never would have done if I wasn't bored out of my mind. But what yeah, sounds? like, I'm not going to lie. Like, well, I'm not sure yet. I think I'm going to do The Weeknd and um, a Tegan and Sarah song, okay. but I'm kind of just like experimenting with what, what sounds okay. And then we'll see what, what song sounds, sounds fine. But yeah, you know, like I'm unproductive. It's weird. It's like an unknown time. You know, if you wake up at four now, <laughs> what else is there to do? This is all just a big sort of experiment for our clocks and, and our productivity. And I think it's okay. You know, it's a, it's a crisis. So it has to be. Yeah. yeah it's hard. I think, uh, you, are you right. concerned for anyone right now? No, besides like most Americans, you know, who mm-hmm. don't have jobs anymore. I'm oddly like not, I'm not having a great time, but I'm not too concerned about myself, but there are people who are very vulnerable and it's just like, if you start thinking about it, you just kind of go down like a dark rabbit hole. I'm concerned and you know, good things have to come out of this. They have to, like, I'm not sure if they're going to outweigh the bad, but we have to hold on to the good things that happen. You know, like reconnecting with someone you haven't spoken to in a really long time Mm -hmm. because you're both at home (laughs) or just, you know, finishing things. um, (laughs) You you find your reaching out to a lot of people right now no but i've heard from people i mean i'm it was weird during the first week of this when i got back because i i got back after it already been going on i had a real hard time responding to anyone like it was it was strange because i had all this extra time but i couldn't bring myself to do anything Mm -hmm. and now i'm much better at corresponding and like happy to hear from people i haven't talked to in a very long time and happy to reach out as well but yeah at first uh did you experienced that too just like a little bit of depression at first oh yeah it's it's been continuing ongoing depression i think for sure oh lovely yeah but yeah you uh mentally doing okay a lot better now i mean like it used to be like if someone would say how are you i'm like i can't possibly answer that like i i literally like couldn't bring myself to do that Mm. or much of anything but now better so you're adapting i'm leaning in it okay. helps that I live with two medical providers who said this is not going to end soon. They keep giving dates just, you know, but it's not true. Yeah. So I, I just kind of like accepted it and tried to lean in and put up some soundproofing equipment and set up my whole audio thing in my room. And so I'm glad for that. I'm glad that I've leaned in because I think like, you know, the government thinks that we'll tell the American public what they can handle, which is like, mm-hmm. it's just two more weeks of this. And that's fine. Like there is, you know. I get that. There's some merit in that. But it's also like fear of the unknown or not knowing if there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes it's just better to know, like, just be honest and say, like, it's going to be like this until the end of May. So get used to it, you know, now (laughs) instead of being like, well, I'm only going to be inside for two more weeks. So I'll just, you know, I won't really form a routine at home. I'll just be back to work soon. It's like, no, you you won't be back to work soon. When they only tell us that it's a a goal that's within our reach, we have Mm -hmm. to readjust every time when they extend it out and that's hard it's hard i i think that they think they're doing it for the right reasons but for someone like me who just wants to know the truth so i can adapt to that you know like if i didn't live with people who worked in the medical industry i would have just been twiddling my thumbs you know like thinking well work's gonna start again in in a couple weeks but instead i accepted it tried describing me yeah so i think that everyone <laughs> listening uh, to this part i mean i just think that people should assume that it's going to be like this until june yeah yeah i started this podcast in uh when the quarantine first went down and i was like all right they said two weeks i'll do one every day i can i can keep that up right right and so now i have a pretty big backlog but i had to i had to switch it to every other day now because it's a lot of work and... every other day is also a lot of work adam yeah what do you think <laughs> what are you thinking I, Derek and I could barely edit one episode a week 
of what's your problem. If you were to get into the podcast game regularly, what would you try to do? I have been editing old podcasts. I have some like old episodes of stuff I really love that I recorded. Mm -hmm. Not ongoing series, but like I recorded two episodes of a classical music podcast with my friend Sammy. Derek was a guest on one where um, like we just talked shit about classical symphonies that we hated to play or something. <laughs> and it's really good, but I, I've spent so many hours editing it, just like any podcast, as mm -hmm. you know, if you care about quality. So I don't, I don't know. It's weird because I really love like talking to people and like getting really deep into whatever conversation like this podcast talking about a movie was really interesting to me. Mm. But um, the editing is too much work for not enough money, except yeah. for, you know, except for that one time <laughs> when, it, when it was. First uh, started following you when it was around the time you were doing co-cast. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Long time ago. I liked that one uh, that, you know, but I always had like a guest who was far more interesting than I was the sound quality sucked I just like I realize now like listening to back them I cringe so hard like what what was I even doing but it did lead to other things you know and it right. led to my podcast with Derek which led to John Levenstein and my podcast which was actually on Earwolf and actually paid that that was the one that was like worth the money well I guess Derek and mine was too but yeah they're all great learning experiences yeah it seems like you 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 uh you have a nice history with podcasts that you like to do them at least I do have a lot of podcasts under my belt and and, um, yeah, I do like to do them. I don't, I even like to edit them, but I think, you know, you and I can agree. It's like, it's a way too much fucking work. If you even care a little bit about the quality, yeah. it's a lot of hours. I don't know how to reconcile that. Mm. You got to hire an editor. Exactly. How am I going to afford that? Can uh, I borrow some money? Um, Thanks, Adam. Well, Mary, thank you so much. I appreciate having you on here. It was, it's really been a great time talking to you. Um, same. This was uh, the, my great social experience for the day. So thank you for that. Wow. Yeah, no problem. Um, is there anything you want to plug before we head out? No. Everyone follow me on Twitter so that if I ever finish this violin project, you can see it. And okay. um, that's that's it. I have nothing to plug. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, I'll plug that Twitter as the funniest Twitter account on Twitter. It's my favorite oh. Twitter account. Mm. Thank you. So oh, yeah. It's not your favorite, but thank you for the Absolutely, for the I promise. Life. You can yes. ask uh, a lot of people who know me, and I go on about it all the time. That's What could you possibly have to say about us? <laughs> I don't know. All the boron jokes. You got a lot of good uh, tweets. Man. Oh, my God. Those are so dumb. Thank you for appreciating a periodic table development shout outs. Yeah, and, and, and thank you, Mary. From the bottom of my heart for you i reached out to you one day as a follower and you uh really helped me out and you supported me with all my projects and i really appreciate that as someone you don't know very well you know uh i think i'm a really good judge of character seriously i am saying this about myself and <laughs> i got a good vibe from you and i was right after i did one thing for you i think you got me like a box of like a big box of Krispy Kremes. I think or was, it was it a maybe it's a gift, gift certificate. Yeah. But I was like, I knew it. This, <laughs> this would all I, be worth it. But honestly, yeah. yes, you're welcome. I don't I don't do that for everyone, obviously. But yeah, those were really fun. I think I did a voice for your for your student film. Yeah, for uh, right? the last short film I did in college. Yeah. That was super fun. Yeah. All of the yeah, experiences. That was great. And but you know, just thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. And for coming on here too. It's it's been uh Oh, well, thank you for thanking me. Thank you. And um, I'll give you my Venmo for all the money you're going to lend me for a podcast editor. Anyway, have a great rest of your week. <laughs> you too, Mary. Thank I'll you again. You. Okay, no Take problem. Care. All right, bye, Adam. Bye. Bye-bye. And there you have it. If you can find a more in-depth discussion on Young Adult, I'd like to see it. 
Thank you so much again to Mary Kobayashi for joining us today. She picked a great movie and uh, had a wonderful conversation with her. Thank you so much for that insight, Mary. Please follow her on Twitter. And thank you for checking out the podcast. If you have any idea what Mary was talking about in regards to never going to the hot springs again, please email us at projectorfuel at gmail.com and email us your thoughts on Blood Simple and Miller's Crossing. Hope you can join us in conversation for those two movies. Thanks again to At The Work of Rhea on Instagram for the picture in our profile. Hope everyone is taking care out there. Stay safe, stay home, and I'll talk to you later.